Leading communications in a church isn't easy, but what about when you're not even on staff? This episode is for you. Well, hey there, church communicator. Welcome to another episode of the Church Juice Podcast, where we are energizing church communications one 20-minute episode at a time. I'm Brian Haley. And I'm Jeanette Yates. We're here to give you communication tools and resources to help you thrive, no matter your title or role. That's right. And one of the ways that we do that is having conversations with church communicators. So last week we talked with with Ruth, and today we have another incredible communicator. Lauren, I'm so excited to have you on the episode today, on the show today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Let's just dive in. Who is Lauren? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I, first and foremost, am a wife and mother. I work full-time in HR, and then I am my church's social media and website kind of um, manager, and I deal with all of our communications on our social media posts. You're a little busy. I am. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Wow. But it's fun. It's a lot of fun. How, I mean, you're in HR. How did you get into digital communication. What does that look like for you? This happened a few years ago, and it was before I got really into my HR role, and my role at work was really data data entry, and it was really boring, and I kind of needed a creative outlet. And my mom was on our committee at church that was dealing with the website and that kind of stuff. And she was having trouble with the person that was already this person that was outside of our church community not posting in enough time or updating the website. And I said, hey, like, is that something that I could volunteer for? I love crafting and creativity, and that's kind of like an outlet for me. So I went to my pastor and I said, hey, is this something that you'd be willing for me to kind of do? Take over the Facebook because we haven't had posts in like a year, two years. We're very relatable. Right. And it was actually right before COVID happened, which is such a blessing where how God wrote this kind of story, because I I offered this right before we all didn't show up to church anymore. And we did things online. And so yeah. it was kind of the perfect storm where I was, I was given this feeling that, hey, this is something that I want to do. And it just, God's timing is perfect, right? So, yeah. So that's kind of how I came into it is I needed a creative outlet and this was the perfect kind of thing for me. I love hearing how so many communication leaders just kind of fall into it. It's kind of kind of amazing how, like you were saying, God kind of writes this story. He we talk about this a lot, Jeanette. Like God invites us into this story and we're just, you know, just one little piece of that. And that's that's pretty cool. Like Brian said, there are so I, that's how I got into my role as a church communicator, so many people just kind of like step into one, like dip their toe into like one thing and the next thing, you know, it's it's all the things. But you started out as a volunteer and how did you get to the point of being a paid freelance position? How did that work? I mean, I, I would imagine that that conversation isn't always easy. So that's just another kind of God writing thing, right? So because I was doing all the posting and they said, Hey, maybe, maybe you can take over the website. And I said, I'm, I'm not it. I don't do websites. <laughs> and they said, I think you could learn. Okay. So because of the, um, the people they had hired before, not, not really 
responding or doing things in a timely manner, they they decided to let that contract kind of run out and go. And then they said, hey, we have a budget now. We'd, we'd like to pay you. So honestly, it wasn't even it wasn't even me asking. It was them offering, which was very kind. Yeah, that wasn't a conversation I had to have because they now had the budget freed up to, I mean, it's not much, but any little bit helps. And I'm just grateful that they trust me with it. And now I feel like it's really a professional thing other than mm-hmm. other than just volunteering for my church. I'm like, I'm actually paid for this service and it's nice. Well, and I think you bring up a good point. There's this, I feel like there are not tiers, but there are different levels of maybe authority and commitment between volunteer to kind of your position where contract freelance to actually being on staff. So I would imagine in your position that gives you some freedom, but it also gives you some additional responsibility or yeah, leadership opportunities. So what does that, how do you balance that? What does that look like? Yeah. So definitely with the paid position comes like a contract so that I will do this, this, and this, as opposed to like, oh, I'm volunteering. So whatever you get is what you get, but I'm not on staff. So I don't go to staff meetings. And that's where the the hard part for me can be is that I do feel sometimes, because this is a church that I attend as well. So Sometimes I do feel left out of the loop on certain things and I do have to track down people saying, hey, I need content for this. If there's something that you'd like me to update people or post about, I need you to reach out to me. So that is where I struggle sometimes with getting the information or the content because we're, we're an older church too, right? So not everybody's tech savvy, not everybody's on Facebook, not everybody looks at the website. So that's the struggle that I can come up with sometimes is that there's this block and sometimes I have to get real creative by looking at going back over the sermons to, oh, that stuck with me or the bulletins or newsletters to be like, okay, I've got nothing for this week. Let me see what I can pull. Well, and I think even people who are on staff as church communicators sometimes might feel out of the loop too. I know that (laughs) I know that that can be an issue. So Constantly improving that internal communication as well as external communication is one of the we we try to speak about on it here, but it's a lot of times we you know there's not a lot of focus on that, but that's just as important because if you're not internally communicating, you can't externally communicate. So that's challenging for you. But do you also have something that you're really proud of? We would love for you to celebrate with you or hear something that you find very rewarding about your role. I, I have had lots of great feedback that our fa- we really only just use um, Facebook as our social media and our website. And we've had some younger families join the church in the past few years because they have seen that, oh, they are active. They're doing things in the community, at the church. So that's probably my most proudest moment is having new members come and join that necessarily wouldn't have heard about us or tried us out because they do see that we are active and what we're doing. And then those people now that can attend church, even though they're still not comfortable coming back or they moved away years ago, but because now we um, live stream one of our services on Sundays, they can attend every Sunday. So that's probably my proudest moment is growing the church in my own little tiny way, helping (laughs) to do that. I think that's pretty awesome. And I know even in my own church, the the guests that we have on Sundays now almost always say that they've been watching online for months or, you know, they've been following Facebook. And 
Uh, a lot of people join because they see that interaction or engagement with the community and you know all those other opportunities too. So um, I think you're you're spot on. I think that's happening in a lot of places too. Yeah, and I think that's where I I enjoy tr- the Facebook group that I'm in with you guys because sometimes I do need help because I feel like the growth is stagnant now and we are becoming an older church in 10 to 15 years if we don't start getting younger families, younger younger members, it's going to be a problem. So that's where social media for me comes in and the website comes in and the communication with the outside comes in because I'm, I want to encourage people to come. I love our church. It's not a big church. Um, I've been to big churches. They're great. But the church that I go to is much smaller and I enjoy it because they know you, you know, Hey, how was that on Saturday, Lauren? How was that? Oh, Hey, they'll say hi to my kids. and like, Hey, how was your first day of second grade? You know, they know my family and we're not lost in the shuffle. And if, I can encourage other families in the area to come and be a part of that. That's what I, that's what I want to use my talent for. So that's so awesome to hear. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Um, So I'm curious, you've mentioned a little bit about how, how you've been able to influence change a little bit in Facebook and on the website and different things like that. What does leadership look like for your role? Because like we were talking about earlier, it, it is a unique position, but I don't think you're alone. I think there are a lot of church communication leaders who are maybe part-time or or are doing it, you know, on the side or as volunteers. So how do you influence change? How do you take those wins and celebrate them larger? What is, I guess, what is what does leadership look like for you in this role? That's a great question because I never would have thought of myself as a leader until you hmm. kind of asked this question. But I guess in in this position or in this role, leadership to me is kind of being the guide or on the forefront of, okay, you guys all don't want to do social media. You don't really want to be involved in this. But so I'm leading the charge in it, right? I'm leading the Facebook post. I'm leading the website stuff, what we put on there. Of course, I get input and, but it's, it's my ideas and my kind of leadership on what we do and how we do it online. So I guess in that regard, that's, I, I guess I still don't see myself as a leader, even though, <laughs> even though I can see why you would say that position and that role would be it. Yeah. I mean, to clarify, I guess I would, I would say that every communication director, whatever your, the title is, is leadership. I think historically it may have been more administrative or secretarial when it was just, you know, update the bulletin and print it out and whatever. But really what communication people do, what you are doing is you're connecting with people through Facebook, through your website, through these different communication platforms, and you're relaying information to connect with people better. And that is leadership. Um, that is uh, that is influencing your community and your congregation. So I absolutely think that um, that this is a, a leadership position. So maybe it says something to your personality and leadership style that you don't see it as leadership, which is probably a good thing. But but I I, I think it is leadership. Um, Lauren, what advice or tip would you give somebody that is in a similar position to you, whether it's they're a volunteer or a freelancer, they're not on staff, or maybe, maybe they are, <laughs> maybe there are, and they need to to lead that charge, like you said, kind of there's these areas that 
we've talked about in previous episodes, like the paradigm shift is slow. How do you lead that charge? What are some action steps that you've taken to make your staff, make the staff more comfortable, make the leadership more comfortable in incorporating these new uh, ways to communicate? I think it's just a start, right? Because when I, when I, went to my pastor and said, I'd like to do the social media post. I would like to take over. I would like to see if I can do this. I came with a plan, right? Just just a guideline for, hey, the next month, this is what I see. And what do you think? You can't, you can't expect everybody to have the same ideas, especially if they're not comfortable with posting or social media. So have a plan and run that by them because most of the time they'll say, yeah, that's good. Go ahead. Um, but just just having a plan and saying, these are the four things I want to do in this time frame. What are your thoughts? And I mean, I know that our church likes to hear from our pastor. So every once in a while, I'll say, I need a post for this on this day. So if I can have it by this, and then she'll give it to me. And and it's beautiful and great and well done. And then I'll put it into Canva or pretty it up or, you know, edit it. But just have a plan and put something in place and then just get it approved. But you have to take that action step and prep it beforehand. So that would be my suggestion. Well, what I do like about what you said is, you know, we talked a little bit, you know, we talk all the time about having to be that agent of change or or bring something to the table that is not, you know, there's a little fear around it or uncertainty. But if you have a plan and you, you know, you, present that a lot of times their hesitancy is more about like well I don't even I don't know where to start I don't know much about it nor do I have the capacity to learn about it <laughs> you know there's a lot of that but if you have a plan sometimes that's enough to get that momentum started so I love that that's part of what you did and that your church is receptive to that yeah that's an easy way to build trust right off the bat like hey this is what I'm going to do uh, it also I think gives you freedom to try things and see what works and what doesn't right yeah, so I think that's a. I think that's starting with a plan or coming to the conversation with a plan is usually a much better spot to start off with some of those uh, communication-related conversations or leadership interpersonality kind of conversations too. So as we wrap up our conversation, one thing that we always ask our guests when they're on the show, and I will ask of you now, is what is one encouraging word that you would like to leave with the church communicator that is watching or listening to this episode? The first thing that comes to mind is faith, like faith in yourself, faith that God will give you what the tools that you need or that you're, you have a, you're hearing that calling and you're trusting in your faith to walk that walk. My pastor had preached about something about using your talents and God gives us all different talents. And it just sat on my heart, you know, for a while. And then I, took a leap of faith that I could have the time that that she would say yes to me asking to take this over. So faith in yourself, faith in God, faith in your church, that this is something that you can do. If you've been called to do it, you can do it and you can do it. For, it's still three years later and it's still a lot of fun. I have so much fun doing it still. It's not, it's not a job for me. It's such a creative and fun outlook. And I can see, I can see the change every once in a while that it's happening on my church and I, I love it. Well, and you survived the pandemic and you're still doing it. So I think yes. that's right. Something, right? That's, that's <laughs> exactly. Well, and that got you a ton of experience really quickly. So that probably helped you feel more comfortable in the role as well. And you were such a benefit right away to your congregation and community that I think that also 
built that trust really quickly, which is a blessing as well. People, yeah, people still felt engaged and involved and up to date on stuff. And yeah, it was, it. when I look back, because when in the moment, sometimes you can't see the workings, but when you look back, you go, that was right before the pandemic. How did you do that, Jesus? That's crazy. <laughs> it's always good to look back and see God's sovereignty and things, right? All right, how can people connect with you if they'd like to ask you more about your role or what you're doing, or maybe they have HR questions? They can message me on the, on our Church Juice Insiders group. Lauren, uh, I'll, I can send a message on there, or you can something on there. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm active, and I appreciate all the things that you guys post. Thank you. And if you are watching today or listening along and you are not a member of our Church Juice Insiders Facebook group, I encourage you to join. Join the conversation. It's a great safe space for conversation and connection for church communicators uh, really all across North America. So you can find a link to join the group um, in the show notes for today's episode. Thank you for listening to the Church Juice Podcast. On next week's episode, we'll talk more about leadership in your church communication role. The Church Juice Podcast is a listener-supported production of Reframe Ministries, a family of programs designed to help you see your whole life reframed by God's gospel story. You can learn more at churchjuice.com.